Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where we had an exciting weekend of golf. Um, today we've got the Game 5 of the NBA Finals. We also had a lot of controversy in, uh, in golf in golf, and in the uh, interviews yesterday and today. We've got a lot coming. Golf is pr- providing us a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Um, even if you're not a golf fan, even if you're not a golf fan, if you're just get an American, if you're an American and Jay Williams is talking about golf, um, you know something is going on. Yeah, yeah. And the NHL finals start, I think, tomorrow. So I know Canada's upset that they don't have a team, and the Rangers are upset. There was a lot of fights I saw on Twitter. For you hockey fans out there, I saw a lot of fans in the stands and walking out, getting into fights. So um, that was kind of comical. But anyways, tonight, game five of the NBA Finals. Steph Curry cemented his legacy Friday night, scoring so many points to carry the Golden State Warriors in game four. Draymond Green gets sat. Of course, that's a ton of controversy, but he's right now a liability on offense. Yeah, so yeah, I saw that today. As I was watching Sports Center, I was working, and it said that in he's had I don't know if it was in the whole series, the four games, if he's had more fouls than he has field goal attempts yeah. in the series in the fourth quarter. Um, and then I saw something about how Steph Curry um, could be the first, no, his first, second maybe, um, to ever have average over thirty points. Shoot over maybe forty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was more than that, but I just saw the stats and I saw that maybe he's averaging thirty-four points this series, um, and then he's also shooting, I think, fifty-one percent from the field and forty-nine percent from three, and he's attempted fifty-one threes or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, because the only one that they had got compared to was Did Michael, and it was, he, he, he only had, had seven or five, was it four, four. Seven, three. Yeah, he five. only had four yeah. attempted threes, <laughs> yes. and he shot or whatever he shot, but like. I think it's just amazing that he's doing this and, and doing it from the three-point line. I mean, that's where his career has you know, been made, but um, to do it at the level he's doing is just absurd to be shooting almost 50% from three. And it's not like you put up you know, seven of them where you made three or you made four out of eight and stuff like that. Like, that's a lot different when you just you maybe have a good game. I mean, Steph Curry has a good game every game from three, but it's just, it's just unbelievable what he's doing. Um, he isn't obviously the greatest athlete, maybe, like uh, other guys, like a Michael Jordan. Um, but he obviously, I'd have to say, is... And he can shoot the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, I know Chris Paul. I, I read somewhere that Chris Paul said he's not the greatest point guard of all time, and the only reason I could say that I agree with that is maybe because he's a shooting guard? I don't know. Because like, yeah. if you don't say he's a point guard, then he's a shooting guard. But I don't know how you, you can say he's not probably one of the top three, if not maybe top two or, or the hardest person to ever guard. And I think they, they're on a mission. I think they, after winning the championship with Kevin Durant, I think they, they're out to prove something. It's going to be interesting. Two of the next three are at Golden State. Mm-hmm. Boston plays well on the road. The and they series, game one. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and series has kind of been like a yo-yo. Like, you feel like, okay, definitely Boston's going to win this game. Okay, definitely Golden State's going to win this game. Okay, Boston's going to win this game. Whatever. So it's going to be interesting tonight. Um, I'll probably fall asleep before <laughs> the second half. But, um, you know, at least on Thursday night, we're going to get to see game six and have a, see somebody have a chance to win the NBA championship. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think Steph Curry um, just uh, is a pure shooter. I mean, if you had to have one person make a basket for you right now and your life depended on it, I think you'd be crazy not to pick him as that person. Um, and, of course, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There's great players on that team, but um, I think the big thing is going to be um, what happens with Draymond tonight. Are they going to um, – he, he looked pretty upset sitting on that bench, but, um, you know, um, I don't know. Golden State, I just I, – I thought they were going to win from the get-go, and I still think they're going to win. Yeah, I, mean, I just think when they play well, they're not going to be beat by the Celtics. Um, but you never know. Uh, yeah, I just been a good series. Obviously, game two was a pretty hefty blowout, but beyond that, I think they've been pretty good games and they've been pretty intriguing. Um, obviously, the Celtics, uh, being a team that hasn't been to the finals in a while, um, and they're they're fun to watch. It's a good series. It's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else to say. It's been a it's it's a good series, and hopefully. Maybe it can go to Game 7 and, and they can give us a great Game 7 just to give us something more to talk about. And obviously, uh, whoever wins that will have a lot to talk about with, with whatever organization it ends up being. Yeah, I think we both picked Golden State from the get-go. I don't see any reason why to think at this point it's going to be any different. But, I mean, again, I think you got a, a good – this was a good series for the NBA. People want to see Golden State – I think that one time they were kind of like the hated organization, and now I don't know. I, I, I well, they were only hated because of Draymond and uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, Draymond is obviously a, a pretty good basketball player. Um, maybe not like compared to some of the NBA talented players. He's probably not really um, anywhere near the top, but he obviously has three rings to show for it, and. Um, he's he's a player that's not very common in, in today's NBA. He's maybe more of a player that had been common 30 years ago. Um, the guy that just scraps and plays hard. But the problem is now he's getting to the point where he's become a distraction. Um, and his production obviously has been very limited um, on the floor. And he's actually they they did a lot better without him on the floor from what I saw on on whatever game four was. I can't remember what day it was, but uh, yeah, I think the bottom line is Steph doesn't have to score 40 points tonight, but. Boston's going to need somebody um, yeah. to play lights out. I mean, someone's going to have to take over the role of Steph Curry in Boston in order for them, I think, to, to I win. I think I get a solid game out of Stur- uh, yeah. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. The three of them have to play solidly. Um, so, I just, I we'll don't know. see. Just Steph Curry can play up three bad quarters. and well, As long as he gets he going play. in one quarter, he can go for 30. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's, <laughs> I think, Boston's biggest fear. So... Um, we'll see what happens next week when we have our conversation here. We'll definitely, we'll obviously have a, a champion, and um, we'll see. And of course, in hockey, not that we probably got a lot of hockey fans watching, but man, the Tampa Bay Lightning for a city that is not known for hockey, they they've had a great run as an organization. Um, yeah, what they won the the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah, I mean they they they've. they've I don't know. Won that in just a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, they lost, I think, the finals the year after that, and and so. I mean, they they're, they're a great organization for hockey. Um, well, yeah, recently playing the Avs. I hear that Avs Red Wings um, documentary on ESPN is going to be unbelievable in a few weeks, whenever it comes out, I guess. But um, I don't know much about hockey, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay because <laughs> Florida just sounds like the place that shouldn't win a hockey championship, but I think they will. There's my pick. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the other team. <laughs> All right, you take the ass. I'll take the lightning, and we'll meet up in a couple of weeks and see who, who claimed victory there. Mm-hmm. So anyways, on that, the biggest note, even in sports, obviously the NBA you could talk about for two hours, 
and each yeah, player but it's, it's not even um, close to what's going on in golf right now. If you are a golf fan, I think this is your attention. And if you're a casual golf fan, I think this probably I still is an American. And yeah, it's and you have pride it's in your country. Controversial what's been going on. So to sum everything up, basically the the PGA Tour has has been um, taken over or is attempting a coup by the Saudis and the LIV, um, they call it um, group, and they're they're stealing Americans with cold hard cash. That's that's the bottom line. It doesn't mean anything else except for money. And one by one, these American players are going. They're guaranteed millions and millions and millions of dollars. Even if you finish in last place out of 48 men, you're winning 150000 or something. Um, I think the guy shot 26 over par last week and won 130000 or something. So um, so that, that that's where we are. And now some of the biggest names in golf and the PGA Tour decided last week to say if anybody tees it up, um, against their policy in a competing league, then you're suspended and you're no longer welcome to play on the tour. So I think 17 players in all are suspended from the PGA Tour. I don't think the European Tour suspended anybody yet. I think the European Tour might try to use this to their advantage and lure some of the Americans over there. But um, basically what's happening is um, you can look at it a lot of different ways. The controversy is... And there's a lot of arguments people can have that Saudi Arabia um, is in a lot of American products as it is. They're an ally of ours, actually, in in politics. Um, Our oil and a lot of things come from Saudi Arabia. But in the last, well, not in the last, but over generations, they obviously harbored the 9-11. I think 15 of the 19 or however many of them there were, I think all but four of them were from Saudi Arabia. Um, the women there can, can't, you know, go out in public. They can't golf. Um, gays have no rights there. Um, so it's, it's a harsh regime. And basically, they're just using all of their oil money to buy and take away the best American players, the best golfers in the world, what they're trying to do. Um, I mean, some people are saying they offered Tiger Woods, what, a, almost a billion dollars to come over and play? I mean, that's unbelievable. But that's what they're doing it's got nothing about pride, nothing about a championship. It's just basically what is your price. And that's where we are today. So it all started with Phil Mickelson, Greg Norman. <clears throat> so those of you, and Steven's probably too young to even know this, but when Greg Norman was in his pride back in the 90s, um, he wanted to start a, a world tour. And they kind of gave in to Greg Norman and started the World Golf Championships where they had so many tournaments of year that were scattered throughout the world with just the best players. That really started because of Greg Norman. And then it kind of has evolved as time has gone on, and all of a sudden Greg Norman gets fired from Fox and kind of has this vendetta against golf and decides to get in Phil Mickelson's ear and buy some players. And now Phil Mickelson has become the face of the LIV, the face of Saudi Arabia, the face of, let's just be honest, he's Benedict Arnold. He's basically become a traitor and has stabbed the PGA Tour in the back, the tour that made Phil Mickelson who he was. I think everyone's got to remember that. For all these rich guys, the PGA Tour made them rich. Nobody else made them. I mean, I know they can say their golf games did, but Tiger Woods made them rich. Um, Tiger Woods put them on TV, and now it's a fine, see you later, we're going to take this money. I feel bad for the young guys. You know, they're, they're, they're pickpocketing some amateurs, some guys in their early 20s. 
I mean, th this is life-changing money for them. $200,000, $300,000 an event, um, and they're not even finishing in the top 10. I mean, it's life-changing for them. So basically, they're overtaking the tour by giving kids who don't have any real money money, and they're taking the old-timers, like Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, who really can't compete on this highest level consistently, giving them a boatload of money. And now they're pickpocketing a few other players, Taylor Gooch, Kevin Knopp, Bryson DeChambeau, I guess Dustin Johnson still, even though I feel like he's kind of on the tail end of his career. Um, and now the question is, who's next? So that's where we are. That's what's going on. What's your take on what you saw this week? Well, I wanted to get started by playing the clip of Rory yesterday. Obviously, there's a huge battle um, between some of the players on the tour and then, you know, whatever's going on. So... Wins a title on the PGA Tour for the first time, wins on the PGA Tour for the 21st time, and moves into a tie for 31st on the all-time PGA Tour wins list. Rory, if we could just get an opening comment on the victory and what it means to you. On one more than Norman. So, that was, uh, a shot, folks. That wasn't even, um, <laughs> if you saw his post-round um, interview as well with Amanda Balionis, the first thing that... Uh, did say who, though. Yeah, he said it there. The other, in the, the post round, he just said that's one more than yeah. uh, they, she said that it was his 21st, and he said that's one that's one more than uh, somebody else. And so obviously, right there, he goes with with the uh, shots fired. Uh, there's the absolutely back, no. And you better tell the backstory. The backstory is that last week Rory was outspoken about this again, and Greg Norman said that Rory McIlroy is brainwashed. Oh, yeah, by PJ Tour. So he specifically yeah. called. Yeah. He's the one who started this by calling McElroy out. Yeah. So Rory just simply returned the gunshot. Yeah. So, I mean, Rory's a pretty outspoken guy. I think he was, I mean, I don't know how to say it other than he was like the, he's always been like the, um, not like the player leader for the PJ Tour, but like yeah. by following the rule. I don't remember what you call yeah, it, like but. Player representative. Yeah. Or, so he's the guy that's probably. Just real quick, and we'll get back to this, but I was thinking about this today. How are we ever going to root against Roy McIlroy in a Ryder Cup again? No, I, mean, I know. You know. I mean, he's going to play for Europe. Yeah. I mean, and he has become the face of the PGA Tour. The yeah. American Tour, the PGA Tour, he is right now the spokesman. He's the face of it. Yeah. He's got some balls. He's not afraid to say it. Uh, well, that's what I, I that's like, great to see. was more uh, kind of shook by those comments right away. Is like, he's never been a person to, like, really want anything like that he's never been an outspoken person like that not like some of the guys um, on the tour have been um he's not really been a person that's wanted conflict it doesn't seem like right. um and not that he did anything wrong i mean he obviously can say what he wants and he's standing up for what he believes and he's standing up for what is right um and i mean i don't understand the why these players don't think that they are absolutely babied by the pga tour um, they have everything they've ever needed and everything they've ever wanted. Uh, the PJ Tour has given them that, um, and the players before them have given them that. You know, um, your brother was saying yesterday to me when we were talking about this, he goes, well, I don't get what the big deal is. You know, why not take the money? You know, I, I think LeBron James, we could name a lot of professional athletes out there, who LeBron James has one thing and one goal every year, and that's to win the NBA Finals. You don't really care what team he plays for in terms of, like, money, maxing out a profit. I mean, this is what it's kind of going on at the PGA Tour. There's one thing that means something, and that's the PGA Tour wins, majors, and yeah, so on. Yeah, the majors, winning the most and majors. And all they're worried about is pocketing their money. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I, You can't even say anything about the young guys, right? I mean, 
I heard somebody say on TV today, you would hope in life, if you are a truly genuine person, that nobody has a price. Now, mm -hmm. we can sit here and laugh and say, well, if somebody offered us $4 million, we'd run. But in, in all honesty, if somebody has the great character that you think they have, money money is no option. Mm -hmm. Stephen, leave your wife for $80 million. I mean, the idea is no. You, you have... You don't have a price. But these young guys who are just starting up, I understand it. The yeah, Blasons, the Dustins, yeah. that they had, F Phil Mickelson, everything that they ever want in life. They make their schedule. They don't play that much. When they play, they play the most. They don't have to go play the Iowa Open or whatever they have or the Puerto Rican Open. They get to play the best tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, they get to pick their 12 or 15 tournaments that they play. 12 or 15 weeks. Imagine if you only had to wait 12, only work 12 weeks out of the year, mm -hmm. and then could just sit at home and hit golf balls. I mean, they got the biggest endorsement deals. In fact, they make more money in endorsements yeah, possibly, more. than they do on way the tour more. sometimes. Although the Wimbledon well, yeah, Cup, yeah, Cup wins $15 million. Yeah, yeah you got to think about this. I mean, I think it said Tiger Woods' career earnings is less than $125 million, yet he's a billionaire, yeah. and he got divorced. Yeah, so it shows you how much money he made in endorsements. Yeah. I mean, I recently read the Tiger Woods book that came out and. I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019, and they talked about the millions. And I mean, he was making like 50 to 60 million dollars early in his career in endorsements. And obviously, since then, has just gone up. But I mean, it's just amazing that you know, that is not enough for some of these guys. And then they just lost their sponsors. And DJ, I think, made 125 million for going to the LIV, and that doesn't count actually. Like doing well it just that's what he's going to make just for playing showing up so for eight tournaments yeah year. i mean and, and back to the, the the rory thing i mean yeah i agree with you it's going to be hard to root against him in a Ryder cup from for however long he goes um him and justin thomas had that little showdown yesterday obviously rory ended up winning but justin thomas said a lot of things about it today as well two guys that uh are you know not old but um rory's a little older but They've been around golf for a while now. I've been the face of two of the bigger faces in golf, and, and we gotta, they're I standing mean, up for PJ Tour. I mean, and they don't like each other. Bryce not, and, not 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 Rory and Justin, right. but the people that that Bryce decided to take Kevin the money. Ha gave each other these big bro hugs today, yeah. and yet Jordan Spieth, basically, according to reports on Twitter, um, basically turned the turns his head towards him. I mean, this is this is turning. I mean, we might not have a Ryder Cup. We may have a PGA versus LIV. Cup one day. That's what we because, should do. Um, I mean, we got ourselves a a a. I mean, it's 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 genuine anger right now, and you know, I don't know. I I, I agree. You have the right to go and 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 spend. You know, get the money that you need. But these guys are selling their souls to the devil. Well, that's, that's and what, the question is, what is Saudi Arabia in this for the long term? And what I mean, what gives them the opportunity just to quit this one day? I mean, I don't know. It's it's a shame what is going on. The PGA Tour has been around. Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, those three have built this tour. And now some oil-rich um, Neanderthals, they murder people. I think what they kill, 28 people. You know, if you're caught doing this, that, you're murdered, you're killed. Like you said, they say one of the things is they want to grow the game. The women in Saudi Arabia can't even play golf, mm -hmm. um, you know, but yet they're going to grow the game. It's it's absolutely absurd, and and I don't know what the PGA Tour is thinking long term. I see a lot of people, I'm watching them on TV right now, Jay Monahan. a lot of people are not happy with the way he's 
going at this. I think he should have been a little more forceful, been a little more out in front of this. We knew what was coming, and he finally did speak on CBS this weekend. Um, again, it's a really touchy subject when they bring in, you know, the 9-11 thing. And, and you know, Phil Mickelson today was asked the question by Christine Brennan, um, a Toledo native. And um, he, he completely dodged. He didn't answer the question. You know, he looks he looks sick. I mean, he really does. He's He's got that ruffle on his face. I mean, he's got this long, greasy hair. I mean, he looks he looks like a miserable human being. And the crazy thing is, just think, I guess this is how precious life is. A year ago, I would bet that he was even more popular than Tiger Woods one year ago today. Mm-hmm. Heading into the U.S. Open, just he had just won the PGA. People were like, maybe he can finally win. Someone kicked him in the balls, like, with yeah. like a, a, you know, like a Mike Tyson punch. I mean, I, with, the, with, the, with the leg. I get it that they're talking about all That's the, how hard it probably hurt him yeah. right now. I mean, he looks like it. He looks miserable. And I know he's got all these personal problems. He's in debt probably billions of dollars um, from his gambling habits. And basically, he has sold his soul to Saudi Arabia, murderers, cowards, um, to finish his career. And it's to me, it's like dying. Hopefully, Greg Norman doesn't listen to the podcast, or we might wait dad tomorrow. That's true. You know, there's some. As what did Phil Mickelson call him? Some sick son of a bitches. Um, I think, I think those it was are motherfuck- bad motherfuckers. I thought it was. Oh well, I don't know. This is, I don't know. But he he's the one who called him that, not me. Uh, that was Phil Mickelson, and now he's playing in a pro am with them. So, um, but I tell you what, it, it's like it's like gambling with no money in your wallet. Um, Phil Mickelson is gambling his life and um, his professional career with Saudi Arabia, and to me, it's over. There, there's no, ch- there's no. W- we love redemption stories in this country, and I, I don't think Phil Mickelson has a redemption today. I, I don't know. He could have thrown up a white flag or something, but he was stone faced. He was cold. Um, he, he probably tarnished his legacy more today than at any point so far. Well, he never smiled in an interview, which is like not. I mean. You know what Phil is. I mean, he's usually a happy go. He's just a happy person. It usually my, seemed like, but didn't seem like that today. Oh, they said that. What are they going to? If they boo him and stuff like that, and we've seen him. You've never Brooklyn. seen that at a golf tournament, really. We've seen him at Brookline, obviously, back in 1999 during the Ryder Cup. Um, but with that being said, um, how many of them really know what's going on? And let's say it's Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy. On that back nine on Sunday, I I don't care one's American and one's not, but Rory McIlroy is gonna not is gonna be the fan favorite, folks. Yeah. And um, what Justin Johnson say? He's gonna do whatever the hell he wants to on his weeks off. So, yeah. I, I to me, I don't know why they're playing in the majors. He got millions and millions of dollars already, Dustin. Just go home, right? Mm-hmm. Go home with your wife. That's what you want to do, right? You want to spend all this free time and, you know, maybe grow the game. Maybe go do a pro am down there, and um, you know. Invest in some some kids and their money and get them golfing or something. Why, why play in the U.S. Open? What's it matter to you, right? Um, so it's just it's a shame what's happened, and that's the problem. The golf season is on its third major. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll help the ratings, but it's a shame that it's being overshadowed by this. And the bottom line is, I don't think it's going away any anywhere. I I just thought about this. I mean, like Bryson DeChambeau is never going to be on a Ryder Cup team again. Mm-hmm. Never going to be you know a part of that. Um, Neither is Dustin. Phil Mickelson is never going to be a Ryder Cup captain. Hey, but you know what I read about that? 
Phil Mickelson was the next one, and now Fred Couples is going to be the Ryder Cup captain in New York, folks. Okay, so um, back to the back to the point. So you know, the bottom line is these guys have have ruined a lifetime of memories for cash, and I get it. I'd love to be rich myself, um, but they were already rich. They well, that's were the, I mean, when it first came out, who was going? James Pyatt, who was the former, well, the reigning U.S. amateur champion. Like, for his situation, I understand it. I mean, I don't know if he really has a career right now on the PJ Tour. Um, I'm not saying he can't. If he wouldn't have gone, I don't know. But I think it takes the uncertainty out of, am I going to be able to, is this going to be a career for me when you can come in last for two straight years and make $2 million? Yeah. I mean, that makes it a little more comfortable. I understand that. But someone that... Um, doesn't need the money. I mean, Phil Mickelson, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, he, he might be in the same situation basically as James Pyatt where he needs the money. I don't know. Um, it seems like he has a lot of issues, as he said in his interview today. Gambling wasn't the only issue he's had. Um, he's working on it. Um, but Justin Thomas also said in an interview today that um, everyone's free and able to make their own decisions. They're all grown-ups and um, they're obviously making decisions that he doesn't agree with and he wishes they wouldn't have gone and he hopes that nobody else goes. But he obviously hasn't been out as spo- as spoken as Rory, but they obviously are on the same um, side of this uh, this attempt to take over the PGA Tour. So well, we've got guys that are loyal to the PGA Tour and, and guys that apparently um, aren't loyal and apparently need something else in their life and it's so funny they they got one of the commentators jerry Foltz, i guess from the golf channel to go over there and patrick reed now has joined it and when they asked him about it on sun on saturday jerry Foltz said oh, patrick reed he's a fan favorite are you kidding me america would have paid to send patrick reed over yeah. there you know it's like liz cheney said thursday during the january 6th commission to some of the republicans who don't think of what happened on january 6th that you know donald trump's going to be gone one day and you're going to have to live with the consequences Phil Mickelson and, and Greg Norman are going to be gone one day, and I hate to say it, but these golfers are going to have to live with their consequences, and that money that they have has blood on their hands. And it's the blood of people from 9-11. It's the blood from the people who they've murdered in that country, who they've savagely beaten, who they've um, not allowed to do certain things. Um, that That's the blood that's on the hands of these PGA Tour players, and that's the worst part about it all is that they have single-handedly attempted to coup, destroy the PGA Tour for money, for their personal gain. And this is the funny thing. They obviously don't care because if they were the best 48, if, if they only have 48 players, you know, Ogletree and the guy you just mentioned, guess what? They wouldn't even be in the field. Mm-hmm. They'd be the best 48 players. So you tell me how you're growing the game if we just take the top 48 players and have them play. We're not growing the game. We're just wadding the pockets of, of the players that are already got the most money. So, you know, Phil Mickelson, to me, is the guy that's got the biggest blood on his hands, the egg in his face. He should be ashamed of himself. I would never root for Phil Mickelson again. Dustin Johnson, you're a close second. Shame on you for what you've done. Um, you've never cared really about golf. You've always had that attitude. Maybe cocaine is legal in Saudi Arabia, so maybe he'll, you know, that maybe that's why he wants to have that way. I don't know. I'm pretty sure if, if Dustin Johnson wants to snort cocaine in his house, he oh, probably can just oh, do it and not really worry about the police raiding down his door. He had all 
the, the chances to be the next big thing, and he's thrown it all away. It's just well, he's kind of fallen things. into the, the footsteps of, like, a Phil Mickelson where, like, he had his huge win in the U.S. Open in 2020. He's so much more outspoken than he was, you know, before he did this whole bulking up thing, and he wants to talk and do all this crap, and he took it a little more serious than Phil did. Phil was kind of, like, maybe making jokes and, and kind of, like, undercutting someone but like Bryson was like truly um trying to undercut people Are you and Patrick Reed friends now? Oh, I don't know. I don't like really care about that, but I'm just trying to make the point that they kind of like got back up in 2020 and 2021 I guess or Phil um and have just fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. I, I mean Phil's a lot more than Bryson, but Bryson I mean had that big win in 2020. Um, and has kind of not been very relevant this year, I, I feel like, um, other than he hits the ball far, I guess. Um, but he doesn't really do that when he is uh, hurt. Um, that doesn't really help hitting the ball far, but um, at least he's excited about playing on the LIV well, tour. Who's next to go? They say Harold Varner's on the verge of leaving. Um, obviously, Ricky Fowler, they said, is on the verge, and Bubba Watson's on the verge. It'll be really interesting to see. I hate to say this again, but when you go through some of the names of the guys that are that are, I mean, going, um, they really haven't. They're not, none of them are really in the highlight of their career. Mm-hmm. I mean, to say Dustin Johnson. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, he's a huge name and one of the top players in the world. But what has he done since the yeah. 2020 Masters? What has he done for me lately? Nothing. And I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, like you said, what's he done for you lately? Um, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're going to sell a tour with those names, well, the, you might as well just kiss the tour goodbye. Um, Lee Westwood, um, Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, he's great for finishing second, so maybe that's, you know, he'll, he'll bring home a lot of money to buy some tractors. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. It's sad. That's what Justin, Justin Thomas said today, that it's just sad. It makes him sad that more players are going to go um, because, obviously, the best players in the world are on the PGA Tour. Um, and, again, Anybody who says it breeds better competition, it's making it better, well, then you tell me if half the NBA players went to some other NBA league that was playing over in Saudi Arabia, would it make the NBA better? No. Would it make the NFL better if Patrick Mahomes got up and and went to the Canadian League and didn't play in the NFL? Well, it's just going to be funny when when this LIV falls apart and and all those guys that went for the money are, I mean, great. They have more, they all have the money and they don't ever have to even think about, I mean, they didn't, a lot of them didn't have to worry about thinking of working ever again anyways, but, um, you know, it's just going to be embarrassing, you know, looking in the mirror and obviously they don't ever have to play golf again. Um, but I think a lot of those guys like golf, um, probably like to be there. Obviously, they're pretty selfish to take that money, so they obviously want to see their name up at the top leaderboard. I mean, that's why they're doing it, because they won't get it in the PGA Tour. But um, it's just amazing that it, when it falls on its face, which I assume it will, um, paying out all this type of money, and I can't imagine it's really going to pick up in the United States, at least. Um, maybe the bottom line is, some other what's, countries, what's but, going to happen? So it, the U.S. Open is letting everybody play because they said they earned their spot. My question is, what's going to happen? Like, what's the Masters going to do? What's the What's the Royal and Ancient Golf Club going to do? I mean, like, what 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 are they going to do? Uh, that's the only the only hope I think the PGA Tour has is if they 
if the majors decide to step up and prevent people from actually playing in these tournaments. I, I don't know what else what else can save them, to be honest with you. Well, I assume they won't let them play after this year. That's going to be interesting to see. I, I think there's obviously, I think there kind of wasn't enough time for them to kind of comprehend everything. Um, the PG Tour obviously knew it was coming and acted, I guess, as quickly as they could. Um, but it's definitely one of those things where let's see if Augusta National steps up and if that would change the mind. Now, is Augusta National going to say anything until until the Masters? I guess probably not. Buy themselves more time, right? <clears throat> or imagine if they came out tomorrow and said nobody from the LIV is going to be allowed to play in the Masters. I think that would definitely be a um, that would be an eye opener. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if some of them will care or not, but hopefully at least it will stop the LIV and make it place plant and fall and just just self destruct. Yeah. So now we do got a U.S. Open. Um, we do have a um, a pretty interesting um, tournament. It's going to be at um, <clears throat> um, into what they call the Country Club. It is a turn a place where um, we haven't had a golf tournament since 1999, where it was the um, um, Ryder Cup. So obviously a little bit different. They've redone the tournament or redone the course, I should say. I've been looking at some of the pictures. The rough looks um, absolutely diabolical in spots. Um, I actually really like what I've seen on the golf course. It looks really neat, I think. Um, and I, it, to me, this U.S. Open is going to be about hitting fairways. I don't think you're going to see somebody go too low in this U.S. Open. It's going to be a grinder out tournament. The weather should be pretty good, I guess, up in Boston. Um, so it's going to be quite interesting. So now the question is, um, of course, can't wait to see if, how they treat the LIV guys. I guess we'll find out sooner than later. But we got to make some picks here and figure out who's going to contend here. You did pick the PGA champion, right, in Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what you thinking? What are, what are some of your thoughts going into this? Um, who who sticks out? Who do you think's a U.S. Open guy? Where, where are you going? That's tough. There's um, tee time, 6.45. Yeah, I know. I'm looking Thursday. at tee times right now. It's... Um, we got some interesting. We got um, at 7.18, James Pyatt. You just talked yeah, about Pyatt. him. Um, Colin Morikawa and John Rahm, of course, he's the defending U.S. Open champion. The only thing that I think anyone that likes the PGA Tour is is praying to God that not one of these LIV guys wins. Yeah, I think that's, that would that would be a shot, a dagger to the heart. It's going to be of any of us. Um, at seven twenty nine, Jordan Spieth and Max Homa, along with Adam Scott, come off. Max Homa again. You're kind of waiting to see if he's got that breakthrough. Um, Billy Horschel at seven forty. He just got done winning. Patrick Cantley and Daniel Berger, you always hear his name. At 7.40 off the 10 tee, Roy McIlroy, Matsuyama, and Xander go off. At 7.51 off the first tee, Harold Barner is off. Um, so those are kind of the marquee groups in the morning. And then in the afternoon, um, some of the big names going off. Wow, well, Brooks, Cameron Smith, and Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, you got That's it. a pretty good group 114, right there. Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau. At 114, you got Sam Burns going off. He's had a great year. At 147, you got Phil Shane and Louis Oosthuizen. That's two out of three guys on the LIV tour. Going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so obviously some big names. Um, 
Ricky Fowler is the second alternate. So um, a couple people got to break their legs before Thursday to get Ricky Fowler in the big tournament. Um, so some big names. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I know no one knows Sam Burns, but he's want, played great. You mean no one knows Sam Burns? I'm saying a lot of people don't think of him as one of the biggest names on tour, but he has been this year. He's won some tournaments. Um, I think he's somebody you're going to have to watch for. He played pretty well last week. I think for those of you who, again, don't follow golf regularly, he'd be somebody I'd be looking for. You got to think of Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. They're hot. Um, they just got done lighting it up. Um, I, I think, you know, again, I, I don't know how you you go against those two. I mean, again, I just it, it's just crazy. But I'm going to give you a name of the person that I think is going to win it. He isn't, to me, what I think of a U.S. Open champion, but I think he's ready for a breakthrough. I'm going to go with Tony Fee now to win the U.S. Open. Well, there you go. Um, they will have to have about a 15-shot lead on Sunday to get that done, but uh, as long as he plays really well the first three downs, he might get that done. That's my pick. Um, so, for me, I'm kind of torn. I'd like to see Rory win or Justin win just because those guys are the biggest supporters of the PGA Tour right now. Um, obviously, if Tiger was playing, I'd want him to win since he supports PJ Tour as well and because he's my favorite player. Uh, but I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. Uh, I just think that he he's such a good player. I think he's a pretty, um, pretty accurate player. He doesn't really hit the ball the way maybe a Rory or Justin Thomas does or anybody else that's you know the best player in the world. But um, he's a pretty... And he's already won two majors, and it's not because he just has all the talent in the world. It's just that he's, he can kind of wear you down and and just plays um, golf the way it probably should be played. That's usually not played by about 99.999% of people that actually do play golf. Um, so he's not got the flair. He doesn't play golf. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the crazy length, um, but he hits it in the fairway pretty often, and has won his fair share tournament so far on the PGA Tour. Well, that's going to be interesting. All right, you got your pick. I'm going Tony Fee now. I still love to see Victor Hovland play good. I think he's got a lot of potential out there. Um, his short game, though, is kind of rough, and it looks like if you're going around, you're seeing some of the highlights of the country club, some of the greens, that rough by the greens, you're going to have to be pretty creative. Um, I would love to see him win, but something tells me Tony just – he was jamming on Instagram Sunday on the way to the course. They lost. Yeah. Okay. He, you lose more than you win here. This is. It was just a build up for him. That's what I think for a big week. Now there is another big um, to do going on this weekend. Um, you and I are going to Aaron Hills, site of the U.S. Open several years ago, where Brooks Kepka kind of dismantled the course. Um, the course dismantled you. So the question is, who do you think is going to win between you and I at Aaron Hills? Well, um, I beat you last time by 20 shots. So okay, um, I had some bunker issues then, but I feel like I'm There's still them. bunkers there. That doesn't change. Yeah, but I'm going to avoid the bunkers. Mm. I'm, that's my strategic. You should just aim at the bunkers and you won't hit them. That's true. So I've never thought about that. I got my money on me. Okay. We are also going to Whistling Straits, where the Ryder Cup was last year. Looks like it's going to be really nice weather. Who do you think is going to win at Whistling Straits? Um, anybody but you. Hmm. Okay. So I guess that leaves it just me. So I guess me. Hmm. That's my pick. 
So we're going to play four rounds of golf. How many times out of four do you think I'm going to beat you? Zero. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, I guess I'm going to, you know, go 0 and 4. I got a hunch I'm going to sneak a, I think I'm going to sneak a dub in somewhere. I got okay. A, well, that's cute. I, I got a feeling. Maybe two, folks. Maybe we maybe we break even. 2-2. Two, two. That's cute. Um, you know, I just, I got that, I got that weird feeling in me right now. Like, um. Something good's going to happen. So next week, we will recap the PGA Tours U.S. Open. We will recap what happens with the LIV and the U.S. Open. Maybe there'll be a fight or something. I don't know. This would be wonderful if we could see that. Um, we'll recap the NBA championship. We'll see where Steph Curry, if he ends up winning, does he get that MVP? You know, everyone says that's the last thing to complete his legacy. Put him as a top 10 player in, in the NBA, which... I think he probably is, whether he gets the MVP or not, but if, definitely if he wins this championship, it's going to definitely put him on a, on a different pedestal. And um, we'll recap the weekend in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Aaron Hills, Whistling Straits, some great golf courses, folks. Um, that's where we'll be this weekend watching golf and um, playing golf. So until then, I'm going with Tony. He's going with... Kyle Murakawa. I almost forgot already. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we'll see you next week. That's the LIV tour. <laughs>